Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience Podcast and I'm your host Farooq. We are going to continue our journey through the Quran. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In this episode, we will cover three surahs insha'Allah. The first one will be Surah An-Nur. The second will be Surah Al-Furqan. And then we will finish with Surah Ashura, insha'Allah. So Surah An-Nur occupies an important role in the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu It was revealed after the infamous incident of the evil slander about the honor of our mother Aisha. So this is a Madani surah and verses 1 to 3 cover the penal codes as in the punishments of Islam are done in the courts of law judged by Islamic law in Islamic lands, of course, and it's not done by individuals ad hoc. So verse number one, this is a surah which we have sent down and we made it that within obligatory and revealed therein verses of clear evidence that you might remember. There's also mention about the rules of accusing people of fornication. So there have to be four eyewitnesses the psychology of Islamic punishments is very clear and they are meant as a deterrent. So they are rarely applied, even historically. So this is, for us, if you think about it, when something happens or someone commits a crime, as such, this is fornication. There have to be four witnesses. Now, there can't possibly be a case in that sense where there would be four witnesses and in that sense, it is telling us that it's almost impossible that there can be four witnesses, and therefore it is acting as a deterrent, and it's reminding people that you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't commit fornication. So verses number 11, 12, 15 and 16, the hypocrites accuse our mother Aisha of a heinous vulgarity. So it looks like they saw someone with her and they made an assumption and gossiped. So gossip is a tool of Satan and it makes us feel better than the other. It makes us have a self-pity to ourselves. And this doesn't refer to a predator or an oppressor. That person needs to be warned against. Verse number 11. Indeed, those who came with falsehood are a group among you. Do not think it is bad for you, rather it is good for you, for every person among them is what punishment has earned from the sin, and he who took upon himself the greater portion thereof for him is a greater punishment. So anyone who takes part in the gossip, who spreads a bad word, etc., it's going to impact them and even those involved. Verse number 12. Why? When you heard it, did you not, the believing men and the believing women, think good of one another and say, this is an obvious falsehood? So instead of making that assumption that, okay, something's going on here, let's create something bad out of this, why would you not think of something good instead? And instead, create a falsehood. Verse number 15. When you received it with your tongues and said it with your mouths, 
that which you had no knowledge and thought it was insignificant while it was in the sight of Allah tremendous verse number 16 and why when you heard it did you not say it is not for us to speak of this exalted are you O Allah this is a great slander so again one cannot assume something and create gossip it is Allah who knows everything he is the knower of everything and we are not it moves on to verse number 22 and there's a mention of Abu Bakr radiallahu an he's reminded to be generous and to forgive his relative Mr who was one of those who spread the slander forgiving others that have genuinely wronged us when we have the upper hand is the way to earn Allah's forgiveness so when you have a leadership role for instance and even when you do something bad or something bad happens in your organization and others have genuinely wronged you you're not taking advantage of your authority but instead you are forgiving that person and that way you are able to earn Allah's forgiveness when you need verse number 22 and let not those of virtue among you and the wealth swear not to give aid to their relatives and the needy and the emigrants for the cause of Allah and let them pardon and overlook would you not like that Allah should forgive you and Allah is forgiving and merciful verse number 11 talks about wisdom in calamity so don't think this whole episode was bad for you rather it was good for you overall so the hypocrites in reality were exposed who accused Aisha of this heinous act they couldn't sleep for days and the community and the Prophet were hurt because of their words because of this gossip and they tried to defame Aisha radiallahu anha and everyone saw how evil the hypocrites were verse number 26 it reminds us about when you are looking to get married to somebody who is a righteous person that's what you should seek and that will impact us rather than just seeking someone who is good-looking etc it's all about character it's all about righteousness and how they are connected to Allah how you can remind each other about Allah so this verse number 26 evil words are for evil men and evil men are subjected to evil words and good words are for good men and good men are an object of good words those good people are declared innocent of what their slanderers say for them is forgiveness and noble provision verse number 32 Allah encourages marriage amongst those who are single so don't make marriage difficult because if you are you are restricting the halal and the haram will increase so if you're a single person out there and you have reached that age of marriage it is good and better for you to marry instead of waiting and waiting until you get older because instead the haram will increase in your life so it's better to get married especially when you know you are ready verse number 32 and marry the unmarried among you and the righteous among your male slaves and female slaves if they should be poor Allah will enrich them from his bounty Allah is all encompassing and knowing 
There's some beautiful verses about etiquettes and how you are around people. Verse number 27, 28, verse number 58, 59 and 61. So, for instance, when you attend a house, don't just barge into people's houses without permission. Whenever you enter as well, when you are granted permission, you should say salam. Verse number 27. All you who have believed, do not enter houses other than your own houses until you ascertain welcome and greet their inhabitants. That is best for you. Perhaps you will be reminded. Verse number 28. And if you do not find anyone therein, do not enter them until permission has been given to you. And if it is said to you, go back, then go back. It is purer for you, and Allah is knowing of what you do. So moving on to verse number 30, 31 and 60, that is mentioned about lowering the gaze for both genders. So the women have powers of looks, body, etc. And, you know, we see, especially in the industry, it is used more than it is for men. Verse number 30, tell the believing men to reduce some of their vision and guard their private parts. That is purer for them. Indeed, Allah is acquainted with what they do. Verse number 31, and tell the believing women to reduce some of their vision and guard their private parts and do not expose their adornment except that which is necessarily appears thereof and to wrap a portion of their head covers over their chest and not to expose their adornment except to their husbands. Verse number 35 is the verse of light. It is the most oft-commented verse in the Qur'an. No verse in the Qur'an has been subjected to more tafsir than this verse. Allah is the guide for the whole of mankind. Have a listen to this. Verse number 35. Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. The example of His light is like a niche within which is a lamp. The lamp is within glass, the glass as if it were pearly, white star lit from the isle of a blessed olive tree, neither from the east nor of the west, whose oil would almost glow even if untouched by fire, light upon light. Allah guides to his light whom he wills, and Allah presents examples for the people, and Allah is knowing of all things. So that concludes Surah An-Nur. We will move on to Surah Al-Furqan. So this is a late Makki Surah and it glorifies Allah and affirms Prophet Muhammad the criterion, which is Al-Furqan. One of the names of the Qur'an, which is uh, Tabarak, Allah is exalted over creation. He is the source of all blessings. Nine times this occurs, the time has barakah, it is the source of barakah, and the blessings come from Allah. Verse number 20, so prophets are human, they eat, they drink, they buy and marry. There is no person on earth that except you will have problems with somebody and people are going to have problems with you. Verse number 20, and we did not send before you, O Muhammad wasallam, any of the messengers, except that they ate food and walked in the markets. They were regular people, right? And we have made some of you people as trial for others. 
Will you have patience? And ever is your Lord seeing. So these are reminders for all of us, especially when we are in times of tribulation or when you're trying to do good or spread goodness and reminders to people. And if they don't listen, will you bear patience? Will you be patient in that moment, especially when you're trying to do something good and you're trying to explain to people a message that is supposed to be beneficial for them, but they won't listen. So again, it's all about trying to be patient. Verse number 25 to 29 covers uh, anyone who abandons the Quran and does not take the Prophet as a role model will regret it on the Day of Judgment. So who is our role model? You know, this is something that we have to think about. Who do we look up to? Verses number 45 to 50, Allah reminds mankind of the blessings they had been given. So, for example, shade, the alternation of the night and day, the breeze, the rains, etc., the seasons that change, the plants, the food, everything that we are provided with, mankind is reminded about these beautiful blessings. Verse number 54 is describing the family concept. And it is he who has created from water a human being and made it a relative. So lineage and marriage and ever is your Lord competent concerning creation. Verse number 60, Allah tells us, whoever rejects one of his names, it is as if he has rejected all of them. So it is strongly recommended for us to prostrate, to show Allah in our actions by prostrating after reading the verses of prostration. So whenever you're reading the Quran and you come across these verses where the sujood is mentioned, it is important that you prostrate to Allah. Verse number 60, and when it is said to them, prostrate to the most merciful, they say, and what is the most merciful? Should we prostrate to that which you order us? And it increases them in aversion. Verse number 61 and 62 mentions about the alternation of the day and night. And it is a constant theme throughout the entire Quran. How many blessings do we take for granted? For instance, verse number 61. Blessed is he who has placed in the sky great stars and placed therein a burning lamp and luminous moon. So burning lamp, I guess, is talking about the sun and the luminous moon. Verse number 62. And it is he who has made the night and the day in succession for whoever desires to remember or desires gratitude. So being grateful for when we wake up in the morning, we have light, we are able to get on with our day, we're not in darkness, and obviously when the night comes, that is a time for us to rest. Allah is blessing us with these uh, beautiful blessings. Verse number 63, is dozens of characteristics of the real servants, the worshippers, slaves of the most merciful, Ar-Rahman. And humility is number one. Number 63, and the servants of the most merciful are those who walk upon the earth easily. And when the ignorant address them harshly, they say words of peace. So being in humility is important, especially when you are slandered or someone talks bad about you. You know, don't be arrogant. Don't walk the earth as if you own everything or you're, you're a boss or, you know, you have uh, something to take pride in. You know, it is Allah who is our creator and we mustn't 
be boastful, especially with the things that we do. Verse number 64 is the emphasis of the night prayer. It really ups the game in your life. So, And those who spend part of the night to their Lord prostrating and standing in prayer. So verse number 68, whoever repents, Allah accepts the repentance. So there is always a way out for a sinner. And that gives the person hope that Allah is always going to forgive me. But that doesn't mean a person sins purely out of thinking that, well, Allah is going to forgive me. So I no, that's not how it works. You are sincere in your repentance and you're trying your best not to commit that sin again. That is really crucial. Verse number 72. When they pass the frivolous matters, i.e. gossiping or haram entertainment, they pass by with dignity. So they want to study the Quran and gain Islamic knowledge. Verse number, uh, verse number 72 covers this. And there are those who do not testify to falsehood. And when they pass near ill speech, they pass by with dignity. So whenever someone's talking bad about someone or, you know, backbiting, etc., try and avoid that conversation. Either change the subject or if you can't, walk away from that conversation. That way you're staying away from ill speech. Verse number 74 to 76 is a beautiful dua. We want to be positive role models, especially to those around us. We want to be people spreading good and love uh, of this religion. Verse number 74. And those who say our Lord grant us from among our wives the offspring comfort to our eyes and make us an example for the righteous. Number 75. Those will be awarded with a chamber for which they patiently endured and they will be received therein with greetings and the word of peace. Number 76. Abiding eternally therein, good is the settlement and residence. And to conclude this dua, verse number 77, the dua should be the core of our worship. And dua is uh, one of the lifelines we have to Allah. It is a way that we speak to Allah, just as when we speak to Allah through the dua and also the salah, we are talking to Allah directly. And as such, when we read the Quran, it is Allah talking to us because these are the words of Allah. Verse number 77 to conclude, say, what would my Lord care for you if not for your supplication? For you disbelievers have denied, so your denial is going to be adherent. And that concludes Surah Al-Furqan. We will move on to Surah Ash-Shu'ara. So this is a early Makkan Surah. It's very rhythmic surah, it's repetitive, and it is one of the longest of the Qur'an verses. Verse number 10 to 16 covers the story of Musa. Verse number 10. And mention when your Lord called Moses, saying, Go to the wrongdoing people. Verse number 11. The people of Pharaoh, will they not fear Allah? Verse number 12. He said, My Lord, indeed I fear that they will deny me. Verses number 18 to 22, the Pharaoh is calling Musa a kafir. This is a reality of the enemies of Allah, how they will distort and change the truth. So Pharaoh is reminding Moses that, did I not raise you as a child and you remained among us for years in your life? 
And then verse number 19, And then you did your deed, which you did, and you were of the ungrateful. Moses said, I did it then while I was of those astray. Verse number 21, So I fled from you when I feared you. Then my Lord granted me wisdom and prophethood and appointed me as one of the messengers. Verse number 22, And this is the favour of which you remind me, that you have enslaved the children of Israel. Pharaoh is in denial and he's denying because he of course thinks he is God and it is Moses who is doing wrong but that is not the case. Verses number 23 to 36 there's a back and forth discussion between Moses and Pharaoh and the people who are not upon the truth cannot intellectually engage. So it continues verse number 23 said Pharaoh and what is the Lord of the worlds? And Moses said, verse number 24, The Lord of the heavens and the earth, and that between them, if you should be convinced. 25. Pharaoh said to those around him, Do you not hear? And verse number 26, Moses said, Your Lord and the Lord of your forefathers. 27. Pharaoh said, Indeed, your messenger who has been sent to you is mad. Verse number 28. And Pharaoh said, If you take a God other than me, I will surely place you among those imprisoned. And Moses said, Even if I brought to you proof manifest? So again, Moses is telling Pharaoh, Even if I brought you proof, you would still punish me and put me amongst those who are imprisoned? Verses number 61 to 68 is when Allah parted the Red Sea for Moses to help him. So having a fraction of Musa's faith in you, you'll see that fraction of miracle in your life too. So never lose hope in Allah. Allah is always on your side as long as you have faith in Him, as long as you believe in Him, as long as you, as long as you worship Him alone. Allah will always be on your side. Verse number 61 And when the two companies saw one another, the companions of Moses said, Indeed, we are to be overtaken. Verse number 62 Moses said, No, indeed, with me is my Lord. He will guide me. Number 63 Then we inspired to Moses, Strike with your staff the sea. And it parted, and each of the portion was like a great towering mountain. Verse number 64, and we advanced thereto the pursuers. Verse number 65, and we saved Moses and those with him all together. 66, then we drowned the others. 67, indeed in that is a sign, but most of them were not to be believers. And number 68, and indeed your Lord, he is the exalted in might, the merciful. Verses 69 to 105 covers the story of Ibrahim, peace be upon him. It covers the creation and guidance. Creation and guidance go hand in hand. So Ibrahim salam is telling us the importance of a pure heart. So Ibrahim salam mentions in these verses, And recite to them the news of Abraham, when he said to his father and his people, What do you worship? They said, we worship idols and remain to them devoted. He said, Do they hear you when you supplicate? Or do they benefit you? Or do they harm? They said, But we found our fathers doing thus. 
So they're basically saying, our forefathers did it, our fathers did it, so we are doing it. They are blind following. He said, then do you see what you have been worshipping? You and your ancient forefathers? Indeed, they are enemies to me, except the Lord of the worlds, who created me, and he is to who guides me. It is, and he it is who guides me. And it is he who feeds me and gives me drink. And when I am ill, is he who cures me. So Ibrahim salam is reminding them that these idols that you worship, they are of no benefit to you. You can just simply knock them over and they can't even protect themselves. And, you know, there are so many examples that he used to remind them that, look, these are nothing. And these are simply man-made stones and idols that you are worshipping and they have no benefit to you. Verses number 105 to 122 and 124 to 140 covers the story of Nuh salam and Hud salam, reminding us that the average person in our time has more amenities, privileges and ease of life than even Pharaoh or Karun and the greatest multi-billionaire of the past. So we have so many resources around us to help us and these are reminding us of that. Verse number 141 to 159 covers the story of Saleh, peace be upon him. The majority of leaders, rich and powerful people, give you falsehood so that you are misguided. The truth is powerful to them, and they don't want people to follow the truth. Verse number 141 to 147, Thamud denied the messengers. When their brother Saleh said to them, Will you not fear Allah? Indeed. I am to you a trustworthy messenger, so fear Allah and obey me, and I do not ask you for it any payment. My payment is only from the Lord of the worlds. Will you be left in what is here, secure from death, within gardens and springs? Verses number 160 to 175 and 176 to 190 covers the story of Lut and Shu'ib, peace be upon them, reminding us to preach with wisdom and separate the action from the actor. The goal is to reform the person, to remind them about their clear purpose in this life, and that is to worship Allah alone and not to associate partners with Him. It is a simple message that all the prophets came to spread amongst their people. 160. The people of Lut denied the messengers. When their brother Lot said to them, Will you not fear Allah? Indeed, I am to you a trustworthy messenger, so fear Allah and obey me. And to conclude, verses 214, 217 and 224, Allah commands the Prophet to go public with Islam. 214 to 224, and warn O Muhammad, your closest kindred, and rely upon the exalted in might, the merciful. And if they disobey you, then say, indeed, I am disassociated from what you are doing and rely upon the exalted in might, the merciful, who sees you when you arise, and your movement among those who prostrate. Indeed, he is the hearing, the knowing, and the poets, only the deviators, follow them. And that concludes Surah Ash-Shu'ara. 
Join me next time as we continue our journey through the Quran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.